Go now! Don't waste my motherfucking time! I got up this morning! cast on the wonderful 23rd of may beautiful franklin massachusetts give yourselves a round of applause i don't even know why (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of worn out i'm a little tired i we just she wore you out yeah she did the girl Mm -hmm. wore me out we just came off of our interview with holly hannah and now we're here with wonderful uh jordan pacheco he is the director and writer. Or do you say writer and director or director and writer? Well, I switch it up. You wrote writer, first. director, director, yeah. writer. You wrote, you wrote first. first. Yeah. So, so then you, and then you directed. Right. So right. writer and director, as one does. Right. Of uh, of the film motion picture, yep. provoked, and we also have uh, uh, executive producer David Langhill. You have to really emphasize. Langille. <laughs> the H's. The H's are silent. Yes. Hang hell. Um, uh, so welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us on this uh, wonderful evening. Well, thanks for having us up here. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Um, you guys, obviously, were here for our second uh, podcast involving our porn star. We had our... Uh, uh, yeah. That was interesting. She <laughs> talked a lot. She. Uh, <laughs> she is not shy. No. Not at all. And loved that extreme anal. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? So, if, uh, if you... <laughs> she if could be on My Strange Addiction. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If you're listening to this episode... Well, she did fuck her car. I remember seeing an episode where somebody oh, was dating her, their car. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, you can listen to the Holly Hanna episode, uh, guest starring Jordan and David. I don't know if you guys want me promoting that, but I just did. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They're like, oh, now now my parents can't listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously here, uh, this is our first podcast, or second podcast of the week, uh, aside from the other episode that we just did, which was exhausting. Um, so let's get right into things. Uh, what's been going on this week? We have uh, some crazy stuff happening um, with the IRS still. Uh, that's just kind of going insane i did catch that on my half hour of t- uh news <laughs> <laughs> your half hour of news consists you at a gym right you go to the yeah. gym and then you watch tv yeah. in the no, lobby TV. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i'm actually that's what I said. i'm on the, the elliptical and and okay you're on the, on the elliptical <laughs> are you sure yes in the lobby there's no lobby. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, while people are watching TV at the gym, yes. on Mondays they offer free pizza, all you can eat. What? It's ridiculous. That sounds like, like that. a horrible. That is a genius They know how to get idea. people in there. Free yeah, pizza will do it. Keep them there too. I would go there it's for like free you're pizza. not losing any weight. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, is, is there like ice cream Sundays? 
There should be. <laughs> There's a Dunkin' Donuts in the lobby that doesn't yeah. exist. Well, there is a candy store right ah. now. So. How, how long do you run on the elliptical? Like, uh, what's your... Half hour when we first get there, 15 minutes when we leave. Okay, what do you do in between? Uh, Watch TV. Rest. I use, every, <laughs> I, I use every machine straight down. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I, recently, I, because I've, I'm disgusted with my, my fat, slobby self, so like, I went on this... I, I decided, hey, I'm going to start running. Like, we have a, uh, at, at my house, we have a, uh, a running machine. What are those called? Treadmill. 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 There you um, go. And I was like, all right, listen, I'm finally going to do something. So I got that stupid app, uh, like Couch to 5K. And I'm like, all right, here we go. This is like in two months, you can run a 5K. Completed the entire thing. I was like dedicated. I mean, it's three runs a week. And I, I had tried it before. And every time that I would, I, <laughs> I would try like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do it every day. And then I would like my knee would start to really hurt. I couldn't run anymore. And then I would it's stop running. Syndrome. Exactly. There's a lot of weight on that knee. It's, it's a lot. It's rough. So I just I was like, all right, three days a week, you get the two day break, and three days a week, you know, just you just keep doing it. And I did. I completed the whole thing. But now I don't have a goal anymore. I don't have an app saying <laughs> now you're going further. There, there's actually I don't know the name of it. Someone was telling me about it the other day. There's an app that. You can level up, almost like you're playing a video game. Okay, I've seen that. Like you're yeah. running away from zombies or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about getting that because same thing. Once right. you meet a goal, you're like, well, fuck. Right. Yeah. All of your workouts give you points for certain things. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. there was a goal. Did you ever run the five k? No, yeah. but um, <laughs> I did. I watched it once. <laughs> you actually ran a five k? I I oh oh no no I didn't run an actual like uh, uh, I don't know a sanctioned five k. Uh, in my house though, I ran a few times a five k. But then it's gotten to the point now where I've just like, I, I can, I, all right, so my, the sick part in my brain is that I convince myself to not do it. Like I'm, I'm going strong and I was doing really well. And even as I'm running, like this was the thing, as I would go to an, another accomplishment or like every time I would fight so hard, I'd say, no, no, just give up. You, you've, you've done 25 minutes. That's, That's really enough. good. You've done really well. Go ahead and step off. So that way tomorrow you can still do it. Right. But then then I would literally have to tell myself, listen, you fat fucking piece of shit, keep going. Like I, I had to degrade myself so bad that I would keep going. And I did this inner turmoil. It was it was horrible. It's this like Yeah, I don't know, it's horrible whatever, I'm fighting. But then you know, I, I did it and I I was really proud of myself. I was like, yes. And now I but you're doing it right. You're you're working at your house. What's the uh, the memes online? The third world. The kids like you mean to tell me you drive to the gym to run on the treadmill? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I walk to the gym. It's right across the street from my nice. house. Oh. I, I'd run through nice my Jordan city. My but <laughs> I'd walk through my city, but it's a pit. Right. I, ugh, it's disgusting. Where are you from? Fall River. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Fall River was a bad place to. Oh, dude, junkies everywhere. Really? It's just. I I uh, I actually deliver medication. To, uh, I'm a, a drug trafficker. I hope it's not oxycontin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of oxy. I deliver lots. You're gonna of need oxy to run <laughs> uh, to that area. There's some good places in Fall River. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, everywhere I've been down in that area, I've, I've. Well, you're probably delivering during the day, right? And night. No. Oh, at night. Yeah. All, yeah. all hours. It, there's small pockets of good areas, <laughs> really, stuff, but for okay. the most part, it's pretty bad. At most, but it's not a good place to. No, I, I would. I wouldn't raise children there. <laughs> Bad place to raise children. Exactly. Okay place to go to the gym. 
I wouldn't go free if pizza I had Mondays. any other choice. <laughs> free pizza. Yeah. Is it pizza, Monday? Wait, yeah, Mondays. Monday. So they start pizza. you off by loading you up on pizza. And they're like, I was in shock when I saw it. I just shake my head at these people. There's people that spend like a half hour just sitting there eating pizza and spend like five minutes working out. Do, do That's they, the right way to do it. Sounds great. Do they have uh, like a juice bar? Yeah. Protein no. shake in one hand, pizza in the right. other. <laughs> Work it out. <laughs> no, no juice bar, nothing healthy. They sell water and Gatorade. That's about it. <laughs> huh. I, I like the, uh, 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 there are, like the, I remember I, I used to go to a Gold's Gym uh, when I lived in Kentucky, and uh, they, they had a juice bar. Yeah, I, I miss going to good gyms like that instead of these, like, Walmart or big buy, like, retail store gyms. They just got so expensive. Right. Like, you can go out there and work out the way you want to work out. Right. The first time I went to one of these, like, Planet Fitnesses or whatever. You know, spending $45 a month. Yeah. A lot but of money. But now I'm paying, like, 10 or 20 bucks a month. Right. But if I go in there with construction boots, they kick me out. Yeah. You know. I, Angel I, Grove didn't care. They had a gym and juice bar and all the high school students hung up there. I don't think anybody knows what Angel Grove is. Nope. <laughs> well, I do. But the Power Rangers? Yeah, Power Ranger town, yeah. Uh, they all hung out at the gym and juice right. bar. I... <laughs> oh. I, the, the, the gym that I went to, I was so overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do that I would just go in and I would get on the elliptical and I would do the elliptical for like 30 minutes and watch TV because they had the screen like on the console of the elliptical. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just, I would wander around and look at the other stuff. Like I'd look at the weight machines and I'd be like, well, I, I, I wonder guess how I, this works. I could do I, this, but I don't know how. I w- yeah, I was like, <laughs> I could do this, but then I was like, I don't want to look like an idiot and right. try to... Like, I'm sitting on the machine backwards and just like, yes, I'm doing great. And then you can sign up for your free physical trainer. Right. And they sit you down, and they're like, well, I want you to do this, this, and this. And, like, they just walk away. They don't show you how to use any of the machines properly. And if you're working out and you don't know what you're doing, it's really dangerous. It's easy to pull a muscle or hurt yourself pretty bad. Yeah. Are there there any hot girls to look at at your gym? Are there even any hot girls in Fall River? They're few and far between. Just like any other city, Um, but I mean, they're all on drugs. Probably at least forty-five to fifty percent of them. Uh, I don't know. There's attractive girls there, but you know, most people go to the gym because they're fat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They're not happy with their body. The good-looking girls are outside running at the beaches and in the woods and crap. Do they run in the woods? The, there's they're some woods the wood. around Fall River. <laughs> the good-looking ones stay in the woods. Get, I would I would think if they're running in the woods, they'd get, like, abducted. Right. <laughs> Especially in Fall River, Hills apparently. That's kind of an area that you'd get abducted in. My favorite machines at the gyms are the On the bikes. streets, not in the woods. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I really oh. like... Yeah, I really like the bikes with the screens that'll show you, like, a path. Like, you'll be going up a hill, so it'll, like, have a hill in Simulate front of you. Simulate the experience. Right. So you're just sitting there watching a four-inch screen at, like... Crappy like crayon drawing hills and things. That sounds atrocious. Right. Yeah. That doesn't sound like anything. They, they even got like fans on them now, so right. you can right. Yeah, so it blows in your face. Yeah, I don't like. It it. Really gets the immersion of riding a bike because riding a bike is so terrible. But uh, back to the five k thing. Actually, I have a few friends that have been like. I guess it's getting like a popular thing. A bunch of my friends are doing 5Ks now. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Everybody's doing <laughs> When a 5K? did exercise become cool? <laughs> yeah, I, I always hate I hate people, especially like, you know, social media kind of, uh, uh, I guess, promotes this. But the people that are always like. It's terrible to oh, promote man. exercise. Or like, I'm, I'm working out. Like, uh, oh, look at me. Listen to what I did today. And they're posting the picture of themselves in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm just always like, ah, just go 
just get in a car accident. Like, I don't need to see what you've it's done. It's hilarious because there was That's a car accident outside my gym today. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you the, yeah. the post if you don't. You got what they deserved. He shows that, a, yeah, he posted a picture. And he was oh, like, no, my, my buddy was there. I wasn't there, but my buddy was there. He's like, I walked out of the gym and then suddenly you got T-boned. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's because he posted a picture on Facebook. It was, yeah. How many reps he did, but I don't know. I guess I guess that's a good thing. I don't know why it bothers me so much. Uh, and even then, like, I was kind of proud of myself of of the running that I was doing because I was like, oh man, like, this is more exercise than I've done in the past lifetime. <laughs> like, maybe when I was a kid running around on the playground or something. But now, nah, I don't know. It's... I I kind of want to do one of the five Ks just to like weird people out they'll be like this fat guy is keeping up with us i gotta go run another 10 miles a day and never eat again you should you should run you should run a 5k but wear a banana suit and just or like a hamburger i think they might think it's like a, a squash or something it's not a very a shapely banana it's not a banana it's a lemon we need more classic role model athletes like Babe Ruth, where they hit a home run and then smoke a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> actually, in, like even throughout the '80s and into the '90s, a lot of hockey players would smoke cigarettes in the dressing room. Can't do Mario that Lemieux, for instance, who had cancer, but yeah, he smoked. He used in the to be able room. to smoke everywhere, though. Yeah, like there was a time when you could smoke. Uh, you ever get on like one of those planes that still had the ashtray? Yeah. yeah. Like oh, this, you you used to be able to smoke. You, you on can't even smoke in like a bar, you know? It's Cars right. don't even have ashtrays anymore. Your own car does not have an ashtray. You right. need to buy a third party ashtray for exactly. Your car. Yeah. I, I don't smoke, so it's a great thing right. for me. I, but. I right, but at the same time, like they still have the spot for it. You just need to put something in it. Like, <laughs> they've done a such change. a good job. It's a of, yeah. They've done such a good job of ostracizing smokers. Like I, w- I went to the movies the past weekend to see the new Star Trek movie in there. It, at the beginning, it's like no smoking in the theater. And I'm like, what if I just lit up a cigarette right here in the movie theater? <laughs> just started smoking. You get brought like out and stoned. Oh, yeah, exactly. Imagine We're bringing stoning back. Stoning's coming back. Stoning is coming back. There was actually a time, like, even if you watch some old movies, like, doctors were smoking it, in like, their office. In their office. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, they'd be looking at, ah, oh, listen here. See, you have yeah. lung cancer. Yeah, you, there's definitely some cancer in your lungs. Oh, smoke <laughs> photographs really well. Especially in those old black and white movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So is that, is that why they fantastic. did it? I, that's why I do it. Oh, you, you have that people nice big cloud of cigarettes smoke and... <laughs> on your sets. Yeah, I, oh. I just did a, a movie, a short film uh, last year called Stogie. Okay. I felt bad for the actor. He had to smoke a cigar constantly. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't like it. World War Two general. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a clown. Ah. Uh, a clown. That must a look cl- ridiculous. Are, clowns are terrifying. Um, Yeesh. I asked you if you what two songs that you wanted to to pick. Actually, I asked uh, David. Yes. Uh, if for you to pick two songs for this evening's interludes. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Oh God, I hope he doesn't pick ICP." ICP. Are you an That's ICP? That's the first thing. <laughs> no ICP. <laughs> pick two songs. Um, are you ICP fan? I am. Okay, because I hate ICP. Yep. I I hate all their new shit. Okay. Um, I hate all their. I don't know if I hate shit. ICP because I hate. Well, I, I don't like ICP at all. I don't. I've never liked I, their music. I don't, I don't like know. most of their fans. Right. Exactly. I don't know if I don't uh, okay. like their music because of their fans. Maybe that's it. I don't. I I loathe their fans. Yeah. I loathe the juggalo. I think they're hysterical. The the old school but, juggalos yeah. are really cool. I don't know. Um, I, even in high school, I made fun of the kids who would have uh, the clown on their car just because I thought it was like stupid. That wouldn't have flown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, like? Certain rules, right? Have yeah. you ever gone to a Oh, gathering? that wouldn't fly in my school. Um, <laughs> have you ever gone to a gathering? Oh, yeah. I went to the gathering of the Juggalos in Ohio. It was one of the best times of my life. I discovered deep-fried Oreo sundaes there. Okay. 
Nice. Exercise nice. deep fried Oreos. Yeah, Sundays. they are magical. <laughs> Those are Wednesdays at the gym. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they are magical, and they explain the last like sixty pounds. <laughs> do they bring? Do they bring soda with the pizza at the gym? <laughs> no. Okay. It's just you, you have to bring your Gatorade. own soda. Yeah, Gatorade and water. Yeah, Gatorade and right, pizza. You got to keep water. it healthy. Did you get to spray down any naked girls with Fago? Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of naked girls and a lot of Fago spraying. Yeah, but the naked girls. We call them girls. But the, are they those, girls or are they larger decent, than girls? Decent chicks there. No, no, there's not. They're yeah, not actual no. girls. It's just like together. any other like fest or whatever musical gathering. Chicks take off their shirts. Right, right. No, I, I realize that that, but it's it's mainly like girls don't look like these two Rangers fans that are on the TV right, right. now. No. They look like or, that. Or Liam Neeson. More like him. <laughs> They'll be Liam lucky Neeson. to look like Liam Neeson. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Jason Bateman's there. Or Jason but Bateman they're covered in too. clown paint, so. <laughs> John I think I feel like that would make them worse. Like I, Whenever I see the juggalo in the clown paint, I'm just like, I, you're worse because of it. Like, whatever you look like before the clown makeup. Was better. <laughs> like that episode of Workaholics this past season. <laughs> that was right, hilarious. Right, right. Right. Hey, you dropped something. Uh, oh, that's poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so the, for the musical interlude, is, did you pick Rob Zombie? Oh, <laughs> no, White Zombie is far superior to Rob him? Zombie. I don't know. I mean, no, no. Actually, last time, uh, last time David was here, uh, we we were talking about Rob Zombie. Uh, we were beat. actually talking about the Halloween remake because you guys have obviously Tony Moran yeah. in your film, and. Uh, and I think you were texting him. Oh, yeah. And you said something to That's the effect right. of, like, oh, you know, don't get me started on the yeah, Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there, like, yeah, you don't like Rob Zombie? Cause no, because I, I don't think he's put out an original film yet. I mean, this Lords of Salem one might be. Might but be. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects is a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, They're both entertaining flicks, so They're entertaining. I, I, I'm actually... I, if you got the resources, make an original film. <laughs> I, I, I'll actually take... I'm going to take... I take Jordan's side. I don't like... Uh, any movie that that Rob Zombie's put out, I, I'm not. I'm an okay, decent fan of his music. There's some of the stuff. Yeah, I, I I agree. I just like, eh, you yeah. know, like when I watch it, I'm not like, wow, this is a good, good that's a great fucking movie. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just not my. It's not and, my. And then there's uh, the Halloween movies. He completely right. destroyed the premise of the movie. The only thing that I'll give him credit for was it was kind of cool seeing a young, like how. Uh, Michael Myers started out. But he didn't start out like that. Well, it, the whole scary part about that movie is a normal kid in right. any neighborhood could just snap. Could snap. But we never saw, like, a, a, a coming up. You know, like, we never saw it before. Because uh, there wasn't supposed to be. Because there wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But it was kind of cool. Like, okay, we can kind of, you know, you see it on film. You see it on the big screen. That's the only, like, part that I would give him. Other than that, though, I'm just, I, I didn't like I mean, the movie. I didn't and that, like that the might not one. be completely be Rob Zombie's fault. He might right. understand the American audience nowadays. They need everything explained to him. This is true. That's true, and uh, also producers often yeah. Make, yeah. The, make choices like that. David, what type of choices did you make about this movie? Halloween? No. no. <laughs> Provoked. Provoked? A uh, few. Um, Jordan was great with it. He, you know, you know, as a director, you know, Jordan allowed me you know, to come with decisions and ideas and let me go with it, and it, it's very successful. You know, him and I working together, ideas back and forth, and um, it's been... You know, Did you guys successful. ever get into any fights, or like, like, you wanted something, or you wanted something, and you guys both disagreed on, on what that idea was? Uh, yes, uh, it was actually a piece of set dressing. Uh, Dave was determined to get a Japanese fighting fish in the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I was not having it. 
Nothing against the Japanese fighting fish. You, you're, They're you, a majestic <laughs> fish. <laughs> I think that it's a young couple. I thought they would have a fish in the kitchen, like a little fish. Twelve-year-olds have kitchen. Japanese fighting yeah, fish. Yeah, I had one of those in middle school, maybe. Yeah. He's, um, he's an immature. Right. <laughs> no, but coming down to not so much arguments, just, you know, more discussion type things. Right. You know, obviously with casting was happening, you know, giving suggestions, this person will work, this person will work. You know, it, it comes down to, you know, the director's vision, what he wants. But uh, there's times we're arguing, you know, who who should be in what spot kind of thing. But, you know, it's gotcha. Jordan's decision. Put down the foot. <laughs> I set the I rules. Have, <laughs> yeah, I get my producer card I can pull, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't pulled that, so. Oh, 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 stand back now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. Jordan, no, it's really good. So recently, as you guys may have heard, Zach Braff is making a new movie. I'm not sure if you're fans of his work or not, but. Is that you know the that he's doctor used- from, um. Scrubs? Yeah. Yes. And he's using Kickstarter. He's a fairly prominent celebrity, but he's using Kickstarter to fund most of his movie. So how do you feel about... I, I think it's uh, abuse of crowdfunding. Uh, personally, I feel like if I had the movie, the money to put up for my movie, I would have done that. I would use my personal funds rather than get money from fans. Well, he mentioned he's putting in most of his personal funds. He just needs like a little bit extra. But he's got the pull to get that little bit extra. He does have the pull, but the, what he had to give up was more than he was willing to, which he, I understand. I guarantee and he could have found somebody that would have gave him final cut. It's, it's possible, but at the same time, he is giving a lot of benefits for people who have donated. So do you, you don't think that he's made up for it? Well, in the long run, no one's forced to donate their money. Right. It's their choice. Right. But I, I think it should be... You know, left to the independent film community or the independent artists that can't, you know, put up the funds for their movie. Uh, we we even didn't want to use Kickstarter at first. We wanted to try and do everything, right? You know, private funded and just yeah, cause b- b- before. Is there any particular Zach. reason though? Like, because um, like Dave said, like he's just giving access, you know, for money. He's giving you like you know tons of behind the scenes info. Like, is he's there giving any... some people scenes he, in the movie. He'll let he's letting he's somebody doing write a the scene. same thing that movies for ten thousand dollars do. Except he'll leave a voicemail message or whatever. They, no, but he's, cause he's, he's adding a lot. Right, he's adding a lot of stuff, and his fame is important to some people that yeah. are donating. That's why they're donating. They wouldn't donate unless it was he was right. famous. So it's it might be abusive crowdfunding, but those people wouldn't have otherwise donated. It, it, it might not be so much. That it should be famous people aren't allowed to use it. There should probably be a cap to how much you could ask for. Okay. Because asking for like three million dollars. Same with Zach though. Video game projects for a lot of indie video game projects and yeah. stuff like that. They need the money. Yeah. Well, what about so. for Veronica Mars? Like for yeah, the Veronica did. Mars movie, that's sort of like a different situation. Oh yeah. Well, she did it first, right? But yeah, she did, she did it first. first. But like the studio, no studios were going to give them any money, and so they attempted to do it with their fans, and uh, they proved obviously that there was like a market for it. Yeah. Well, I, I feel if it's something that you've been trying to do. And it's just not going anywhere, and it's a last re- resort because that's what it was for us. It was a last resort. Yeah, you know, and that's how I feel like it should be used. The thing with Zach, I, I looked into it. He actually supports other projects on there as well. So he is out there looking at other projects, and he supports them too. Right. And he, this is the first one he's done on there. So that aspect of it, you know, I don't mind at all because he's supporting other projects. Yeah, it's you know, is someone going to click on our project over his? Probably not, you know. But um, you know, he's out there. It brings attention to Kickstarter. Other fans and people will look up Kickstarter, and then they might come across our project. So I'm not that, sure what the numbers were, but Joe gave them to me the other day. He wow, was shooting for uh, two million dollars, and right. he got just under three. Like I think today yeah. might be his last. Right, day. but yeah. how many people he had sign up? 
Oh yeah, uh, he had something like they added like twenty thousand new people, yeah, which is incredible to Kickstarter, and that's great. And like people see it, then you know, and that, that might bring the attention to other independent films. So. Yeah, they spent four hundred thousand dollars extra, like the, just because of like joining for his uh, his movie. The thing that worries me is that this is going to become something like a bandwagon. All these celebrities are going to start making right, their own projects, over. and the indie guys are going to be left behind. Right. No, yeah, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm not too familiar with Kickstarter itself. Well, it doesn't always work either because um, Melissa Joan Hart tried to do it for uh, right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie. And yeah. it, but you have it to look at the demographic anywhere. for that. Yeah. The demographic she, isn't people that would donate money ever. A lot of people don't yeah. remember that show ever existed. Right, right, right. especially, yeah, at this point. And then even... Maybe even she did, like, a Clarissa Explains It All movie. Yeah. Like, That's, that would be I would have donated to that. that but even then, at this point, like, I... Yeah... All right, she maybe just do a cam show. <laughs> <laughs> and she's too old to take the character. I can't hardly right. wait until she <laughs> yeah. does. Because she's not yeah. a teenage witch no. anymore. Yeah. yeah unless, just... unless they were gonna do like some sort of show or like where they're doing with like uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I don't know. It, it is a weird thing because, you know, it definitely. Uh, at one point, I'm kind of thinking, all right, well, it does kind of it gives whoever's donating a piece of the pie. Like it kind of, like oh man, I'm really excited to donate to this. I'm gonna get this little nugget. Right. Um, you could even write a scene of Zach Braff's movie. But then, but then I'm thinking like, money, if you if you donate it. that much money, yeah. like how like I, I feel like that scene if it's if it's just some fan, it could well, no, be he, you couldn't write it. You could just be in it. You give no, you no. Lines. There was there was a writing. I don't remember there being there a writing. Was. That right there, kind of like warrants out his excuse. I was going to lose final cut. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a writing one because he, I'm, I'm he said he was. already wrote the script. Right, I know, but I remember reading that there was a written scene. I don't think so. It's I'll pull it up. It. Yeah, well, well, yeah, look it up. I, I think like if you if you start doing that, then you start watering down yeah, like what it, it is. If that speculation exactly. is true, you might as well went with a studio who would decide a scene. Right, right. because what you're going to end up doing is it's basically just going to like it's almost like filling your movie with yeah. commercials and P- just giving people things that are actually part of the project. Yeah. And, and the other dangerous thing, too, about that is a lot of Kickstarter incentives are you get a speaking role in the movie. Right, right. right. You know, and that kind of takes away from the quality of your movie because you don't know who you're getting. Exactly. If they can act at all. Well, it says, like, usually, like, you're going to be an extra and you might not be in the final version of the film. Like, yeah. You could get cut yeah. Out. Nothing but, but some of them, like, guarantee you speaking You'll be roles role. where... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you get a couple of lines. Right. right. There's no writing reward, by the way. Are you sure? Because I remember seeing a scene being written for it that was a joke, but I remember that being one of the rewards when it's he first put it out. mostly, like, meet and greets. Like it was, like, the most expensive one. I'm glad I didn't feed into that speculation. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went off the handle. Uh, his yeah. biggest one, $10,000, is be a cast member. Um, yeah. You'll be credited as a cast member, and you can visit on their set. Um, star treatment. You could have taken can you off. start I'm a Kickstarter? Sure Ask them for ten thousand so you can donate to that Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that trying possible? to kickstart my acting career? <laughs> right. Well, if you just for ten thousand, you could also get the film slate. You'll use. The, yes. You'll get the film slate they use. Right. That's, that's a cool little. That'd be neat. But yeah, yeah. I, I could. I wonder. Like, yeah, I could see people it's trying erasable. to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to like seal it. <laughs> uh, but you would have to be like. Uh, I mean, obviously, you'd have to know enough people because, like, who. I don't know. This I, I, is at Zach Braff's film slate, right? I, I don't know how 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 all that would go about. I don't know. It, it does kind of like obviously it it submerges you into it. Like you you're gonna get something. You're a part of it now. Yeah. Like you you are now a part of the creative process um, by donating some sort of money. But then at the same time, it's like I don't know. It, it's not it's not like it used to be. I feel like. Uh, 
you know, maybe it does take some people out of it as well. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, well, they've only raised two million nine hundred thousand. Oh, that's all. Yeah. That's it. See, I, I've donated to a couple of Kickstarter and Indiegogo projects, yeah. and when I donate to a small, like an independent artist, I feel like I'm helping them accomplish their goal. Right. And that's that's the important thing. It's not that I'm getting a digital copy or right, right, something right. like that, because I I know as an independent artist, I would appreciate it, like to hell. Everybody gave even five bucks or a dollar. I was like, yeah. That's the thing on the, on the independent level. That really the five, no, ten dollars goes a long way on the independent it, level. It does, but he. He can actually make up for whatever you're donating. He can give you something back for it because it's yeah. the money that he needs. He has a lot of other, I don't know. He he can make it worth it for you, or for people to donate because that brings a lot of people and giving them the benefit of why they're donating is a lot for some people. Yeah, yeah. W- with our Kickstarter, we were um, excuse me, successful with ours, and not just you know we reached our goal. We got something more out of it. Like I met a gentleman, George from Connecticut amazing guy you know he's been in contact executive producer on provoked uh, great guy um, he's you know I never would have met him without Kickstarter you know he, he's very passionate about the films you know he's even has ideas for future movies that you know he's going to work on with us and uh, without Kickstarter I wouldn't have met George and you know so that you know that value I think is greater than you know what, what our Absolutely. goal was I yeah. think that's like the the original idea for the thing like to have People with great ideas but no connections. Yeah. And then you have these celebrities just taking it over. It's like, yeah, yeah like I said, that's my biggest concern with the Zach Braff and the blonde chick. Right. Uh, it's just that Chris this is going to become, <laughs> yeah, this is just going to become a uh, celebrity. Right. Yeah, I could definitely see like a that, lot of yeah, bands. I could that, see right. a lot of. They're, they're going to go, I want to make my right. independent Sundance movie. Right. And I'm going to kickstart to fund it. And then, you, yeah, well, I, and I think that's probably. Honestly, just the way most of the stuff goes, like it, it introduces this really cool idea. It's it's a lot of uh, a lot of creativity, a lot of uh, fun stuff from the start, and then other stuff comes in and waters it down, yeah. and then it's not what and, it used to and, be. And the other thing, Zach Braff and Kristen Bell, um, they've got a lot of connections. Right. So if someone like Dave and I can make a movie, you know, for like fifteen thousand dollars. Right. Why can't they just bite the bullet and go? Well, all I've got is one point five million. I guess that'll have to do. The audience is different. You that can is, make a good looking you, film. You, you for absolutely 1. can. 5. You absolutely can. I, I've seen some independent films that have made for much less that look better than films put out in theater. That's possible, yes, but at the same time, they're they're looking for a cast. Right, that, and and they can get cast for free or to. Going for points but, and equipment right. and everything. But they need but Zach, to pay. Zach Braff has a name now, so he for him he needs a salary. Right. Paid well, for. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he has a lot bigger names to pay for. Right, but he can him. get some of those names pro bono. Well, uh, yeah, Kickstarter doesn't still, seem to still, be pretty angry about it because they posted a blog post basically oh, saying they love how, it. how yeah, great it is. Well, why would they? Why would they hate it? I mean, at that point, it's it's it, promoting business. It, yeah, it's smart business. Right. Plus, they get about five percent. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Five. And, and nothing against between. Kickstarter for liking it. They they help me out. They help a lot of artists. Oh, exactly. Out, so. yeah. yeah, definitely. It, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It sucks at one point, but who am I to dictate if he should be able exactly? To yeah, you start right. No, again, it goes back to the someone that's a Zach Braff fan goes on there. Maybe they're from this area, and they donate to his, and they search projects in this area, and they're like, oh, this is two towns over. I'm going to donate to this. Right. You no, know, you you'll have that coming in as well. I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I understand. I understand what Jordan's saying as far as like, you, you know, it, it kind of waters it down, and 
yeah, like, I get it. It's like it's almost like a ninety-nine percent one percenters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it sort of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, battle. You know, yeah. like I, I get it. Yeah, it's. Uh, but Kickstarter obviously worked well for you guys. It kind of uh, it yeah, got well. you the extra funds that you guys needed. Um, and you guys, the movie's completed, right? At this point, yeah, it's actually in editing now. We're gonna see uh, our first look at the uh, the rough cut tomorrow. Nice. Well, nice. what's what's done of the rough cut? Who who's editing? Are, uh, Richard Griffin. Richard. Okay, so he he you guys are there through that whole process, or he yeah. you just give it uh, to him. He and... he pretty much just takes the reins on it. He's very experienced. He's done like fourteen of his own features, and he's been hired as a DP and editor for others. Yeah, he, he was also, besides editor on Provoke, he was also the director of photography. So he shot the oh, film as well. Right. So it helps, you know, doing both while he's shooting. He knows it. what he wants. Exactly. He right. knows how to segue into the next cut. He knows what he needs. So he's already planning in his head how he's going to cut it while he's filming it. Yeah. Th there are probably a few key scenes that I'd like to sit on. Yeah. But uh, I could always just see what he's done with them. If I don't like it, I can be like, well, let's do this. No, let's, let's make so. a little change. So obviously you'll, you guys will make that decision uh, going into it tomorrow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When I'm, I'm gonna CGI a uh, fucking fish in it. I will throw down, sir. I'll load it up into the DVD cover. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't make me Dorn the clown paint. <laughs> Don't anger the beta. What is it? What? What? <laughs> I get it. Um, so how long did you guys uh, shoot this film? How long, from start to finish, did it take you guys to? Well, it was actually ten shooting days. But uh, it was spread out through a couple months. Okay. So. That's pretty cool. Um, and you guys, obviously, you shot in the Lindsay Borden house. Um, uh, the Lizzie Borden, yeah. What is it? Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah. Oh, I have Lindsay down here. No. Lindsay. Oh, God, I got to blame like uh, my notes the guy. Lindsay Lohan house. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's a sister. Lindsay Lohan house. Sister. Yeah. Full of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a mess. Uh, all right, so the Lizzie Borden house. Uh, what was that like for you? Like, You know what? When I first decided to uh, use the Borden house, I was like, you know, horror fans will love Lizzie Borden. I, I grew up in Fall River, so I was kind of, like, watered down by it. Um, and uh, once we got in there, it was my first time being in there. I lived, like, a block away for a long time. I, yeah. You know, I walked by it every day, but I'd never been in. And we got in there, and you got to see how much history was involved in it. And it wasn't just, like, spook stuff. There was right. actually, like, no spook stuff. Which is really cool. You just a regular house. Yeah, Don't tell you, ghost hunters that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like haunted house attraction right. crap. Um, Not like the Mark Twain house. Yeah. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, but oh, yeah. He, he, has, <laughs> he has a house in Connecticut, which is haunted. Yeah. Or had, rather. Um, yeah. There was like the actual bed that they did the autopsy on, the autopsy table and replicas of the skulls and, you know, crime scene photos, all sorts of stuff. It wow. Was, and, uh, Leanne uh, Wilbur, the um, she takes care of the property. She's the profiteer. She set up a private tour for us, and wow, yeah, it was it was a lot more history to it than I thought. All sorts of stuff about the uh, the English and the Irish not getting along in the city. Oh, really? They didn't so. like each other there. No, no not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much of the movie takes place in the house? Uh, the opening scene takes place. It's uh, almost almost like the house is making a cameo. Okay. So. So it's yeah, okay. So it's. Uh, there are scenes later on that are shot in the Lizzie Borden house, but they're not said they're not to be identified. the Borden house. Right. Yeah. Are, are, so. Is the house identified in the shot? Or? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it is. So, so in people the that aren't otherwise aware will know. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not just a location. It's actually right. the Lizzie it's, Borden. Right. House. Exactly. Great. And um, they were great when Tony Moran came to film. You know, a few weeks ago, 
we went to the boarding house and they took a took him on a tour. Okay. You know, Doc, one of the one of the um, tour guides, is amazing. He knows history inside and out. You know, he took Tony, Jordan, and myself around the house for the tour, and it was just there were there'd been nothing but accommodating there. For people who don't know, Tony Tony Moran is the uh, uh, original Michael Myers. He was the guy that donned the mask uh, in Halloween, the original film, uh, and he was up here. Uh, was it? it was a few weeks ago to, to yeah, shoot he, his role. He was in up film. here for the last day of shooting. Uh, well, the last two days of shooting. The last weekend of April. Yeah. Oh, what, what's what is what do we expect to see from Tony? Uh, Tony uh, has a role as a plumber who comes to repair pipes at the house. Uh, the couple think it might be something going on, and uh, he shows up and he has a ghostly experience of his own. So it it's kind of nice. We we don't stick him in that. He's the bad guy role, right. you know. What was it like just working Spoiler with? Alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> what was it like working with Tony? Like, I mean, obviously you, you're a big horror guy. Um, Sorry, one second. If the ghost is the plumber, I got way more to worry about than a spoiler. <laughs> Suspect. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Tony, Tony was great. Um, he, he, like, literally threw himself into the role. I was not expecting. He just gung-hoed it, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was uh, an interview that, uh, that Tony did with, uh, I'm guessing it's a, a local paper. Um, and he, he said that uh, about you, he said, Jordan, the director, is outstanding, very thoughtful, easy to work with, so I get to have fun because it runs so well. What's it like to have somebody, like an icon of yours, to really kind of throw you a compliment? It's uh, really, I, I never expected to have that happen. Um, I just started working on films about two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. So... To have him say something like that was absolutely, like, I was I was floored. It was great. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. I mean, I would love to have somebody I mean, say something nice about me. Yeah, a year ago when I met <laughs> him in Salem. You know, that'll never there, happen. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was helping with a signing he did in Salem. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy crap, I'm having breakfast with Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and then a year later, I'm, I'm directing him. What did he have for breakfast? Uh, I couldn't tell. It's probably eggs, <laughs> <laughs> babies. I can't remember what I. What? <laughs> I can't tell you what I had for breakfast today. Never mind a year ago. He he just had raw babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. At this moment, I think uh, is a perfect time to take a musical interlude, uh, and then we will uh, we'll be back with more provoked, more provoked action. Can I, I feel like we need a stinger. And suspense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Joe, take us to break.
and we're back. <laughs> I was trying to suddenly <laughs> signal you. Oh, I suppose uh, any of us could have said it, but Matt usually does. So. Uh, it is the Lotus cast. Uh, we're very professional here. Uh, totally. We need to work on that. <laughs> you need to work on that. The Bruins are distracting. Right. <laughs> Even though it's commercial. Um, <laughs> so we're back here with, obviously, uh, Jordan Pacheco and David Ling. Ling. You'll, you'll get it one of these times. <laughs> Pacheco. One of these days. Pacheco. I like Pacheco. Change uh, it to Pacheco. Plinko. I don't like Pacheco. Stage name. Pacheco Pacheco. and Pachanko. I sound like Pacheco. a criminal out of like a 90s action film or something. Yeah. What about Pacheco? Or, or that Price is Right game. That's true. <laughs> it could be the Price is Right game. <laughs> um, Jordan. Potatoes. Jordan Potatoes. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with I, these potatoes? I, I have a whole new respect for <laughs> potato farmers. Um... My, my my best friend uh, from middle school. We're still friends and everything, and uh, he's a farmer. So it's potato planting season. Right now. Right now. This is the it, May is the month to we're, plant. We're in the action for potatoes, man. <laughs> How does one plant a potato? Is that a seed? You dig a hole. Uh, well, they uh, they pre-plant them in a greenhouse. Wait for them, you know, to become green plants instead of. You know, roots. Okay, I, I let me rephrase this because I don't think anybody cares how you plant yeah. a potato. <laughs> Why are you planting potatoes? To Just sell potatoes. You're man. selling potatoes. Yeah. Is that <laughs> not me? My are, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I plant potatoes. I don't sell them. So. <laughs> but why are you planting? You just just because your friend is. Yeah, yeah. He uh, said he needed help, so I, I like doing farm work. I do cranberries in the fall. You do. I, I harvest cranberries, yeah. Well, Fall River's well, the right area. Why? Uh, well, I go to a Kushnet for that. Oh, really? And Westport oh. for the potatoes. Yeah. Well, hold on. He goes to a Kushnet. Yeah. Uh, why, why cranberries? Is it you have a personal love to cure a uh, uh, urinary tract infection I, I, for women? I, and men. No. He actually, what happened was, as he was growing up, his, his mom always had a urinary tract <laughs> infection. So now he has a love for the cranberry. Uh, well, actually, m one of my tattoo artists owns a cranberry bog and. Same thing with my cousin. She asked for help so one year, and I, I went. Does he sell them to Ocean Spray? I don't know. They take them off in these huge trucks. Really? They sell them to somebody. Like, oh. They how fill 18-wheel Mack trucks. How much does a cranberry go for? Uh, it all today. depends on the barrel. This year, can, uh, Canada had a really good harvest. They had some like mutantly large cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the price went down about five bucks a barrel. Okay. Canadians ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Canadian. Canadian dingleberries are large. Bad enough they got free health care. Now they got better cranberries. <laughs> they have mutant-sized cranberries. Crash the market. <laughs> Nobody up there has a, a UTI. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, all right, you're a, a, a paranormal guy. Like, you uh, have studied... Uh, what is that? You, explain to me what it is that you do. Well, I, with I do it amateurly. Um, the, the one thing I'm actually afraid of is, like, ghost okay so do you don't like the patrick Swayze movie <laughs> it terrifies me well i'm, I'm terrified of Whoopi goldberg so oh, wow. i can't believe how good they are at pottery <laughs> were you afraid of ghost dad <laughs> the Bill Cosby movie? It's no, I've movie. never seen. It. You've never seen Ghost Dad? No. Oh, I have to wait for you guys. The I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but I'm gonna ruin it for you. There's a scene in Ghost Dad which always, as a kid, like it just. I never understood why this was such a bad thing, but he he's standing in the street and a bus comes barreling at him and it hits him and he goes through it. But his, there's a woman sitting at the back of the bus, and his face goes right through her, her crotch. <laughs> yep. And afterward, 
he sits there and he's wiping his face and he's just like, ah, ah. And I just remember like, what, what happened? What just, why is this a, an issue? And then obviously as you get older, you're like, well. It, and then you got married. She may have had a, a UTI. She needed yeah. some cranberries. She needed cranberries. Um, so you're scared of, like, you believe, you're a believer yeah, in I the believe. paranormal. I, I don't believe 95 to even 98% of claims that people tell. Okay. Uh, but I, I've, I've had personal experiences growing up and. What experiences? Like what? Uh, well, when I was real young, uh, my mother worked in the newspaper, so she worked late, and she was a single mom and stuff, so I was home alone. And uh, we lived in a two-floor apartment, all wood floors, and I would hear something going up the stairs and across the wood floor on, above me. And then I would hear the bathtub run. So I'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and go upstairs and check it out. <laughs> it's fall over. Do I got a junkie in my house? Right. That was her menstruous. So, <laughs> so I go upstairs and I get to the bathroom, and the water's not running, the tub is dry, there's no windows open, all the doors are locked, and this would happen a few times. So, and it was always around the same time at night when I was alone. And uh, we moved out of that neighborhood. We actually moved uh, to Tennessee for a while. And uh, when I came back, I met up with one of my old friends from the neighborhood. And I was talking to him. And I mentioned I lived in that house. I didn't tell him anything about the ghost story, nothing. And uh, he's like, you live in that house? Some dude committed suicide in the bathtub. Oh, that's creepy. I was like, Whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of creepy. I actually had one of those houses when I was growing up because... I used to live in one of those, like, houses made in the 1700s. And so, like, I had similar experiences. Like, faucets would just turn on by themselves. And, like, you'd always hear, like, people walking yeah. up and down stairs. And, and it'd and be one thing if the tub was wet. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, you know, faulty plumbing, which is kind of what gave me the idea, you know, for Tony's role in the movie of a plumber coming. And... But I always felt like there was somebody there with you. And then, like, it always went away when I left the yeah. house. I don't know if you had that feeling. Oh, uh, not there. I, well, at least I don't remember it. Um but when I got with my girlfriend, we got our first apartment together, and we, we bought a dog and did the whole couple thing. What type know. of dog? Uh, he's a mini pin chihuahua mix. So does he, is he one of those yip-yap dogs? Uh, only when people ring the doorbell. Other than that, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, w- when we first moved in, there was, everything was painted new except for the bedroom closet. It had this, like, really old dentist office green paint in it. It was all cracked and, like, writing on it that says, help me, they see me. What the? All, f- yeah, all sorts of crap That's like awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that everything's that painted new, except for the what the creepiest fucking yeah, place in the house. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this apartment's completely refinished. And I'm like, well, that's fucked. I'm not going <laughs> to paint it. I like it. <laughs> right, right, okay. So, um... That closet door would, like, creak open every night. And we'd put, like, a boot in front of it or whatever, and it would still open a couple inches every night. And the door, you had to, like, force shut. It was one of those old doors with those big clunky handles that hang and stuff. Um, So that was really weird. But then as we lived there longer, we'd come home. Only one time we came home and the cabinet doors were all open in the kitchen. Oh, no. So that was kind of freaky. I know. And then... I, I, what really freaked me out in that apartment was I was playing World of Warcraft, and well, yeah, that would creep me out too. Yeah, and, and uh, mom, bathroom. My, my my girlfriend was at work. It was just me and the dog, and the dog usually sits there and watches me play or whatever. And I heard him start to like whine, and I felt like I was being watched too. So I turn around, I'm like the dog wants something, and he's whining, looking at the middle of the room, and he's just like staring, and then he starts growling, 
And then he follows something. What the staring fuck? Staring at the ceiling, follows it to the living room, into the like far top corner of the living room, and starts barking. <laughs> and when I went to go walk over to see what it was, I got I hit like a cold spot and I got chills. Why do dogs do that? Why are dogs horrible then, creatures? Yeah, to my do dog that? does the same thing because literally he'll bark at nothing. You can't see anything. Yeah. And he's like staring at something in particular, and then he'll go and like you just sort of follow him and like it. It seems like he goes nowhere. He's yeah. just staring at nothing. And, and you know, at first I was like, well, maybe it was a fly and there was a draft, but then it happened again, and it was the same path and. It was just, it was really freaky. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And that, obviously, these things kind of led you to be, like, interested in the paranormal. Yeah. And that's um, when you. That, that last um, kind of encounter was the thing that really started getting me. I started watching, like, Ghost Hunters and stuff just to see what they do. You know, like, what equipment. They fake it. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but trying to figure out some type of science behind it. And, right. And now you do amateur. Yeah. So I, I have all the same equipment they use. If anybody out there right now, if you want to have an amateur uh, ghost amateur. hunter, what do we what do you uh, call ama- you? Amateur paranormal investigator, investigator uh, you can contact uh, Jordan. Uh, his Twitter is ha- at Haunted Director. Yep. And um, I'll, I'll go ahead. The website for the film, ProvokedFilm.com. Yep, which will be launching by the end of this week or next week? Next, next week. week. Next week. And then also on Facebook, you can search Provoked. Yep. Uh, you can find it there. Um, I, now I remember the um, when we had David on before he was telling us about uh, spooky experiences at the Lizzie Borden house did you have any experiences while you were there uh, I didn't have any like real experiences aside from like every time I um, we had Sean Carmichael uh, who plays the role of Taylor in the movie uh, he had a EMF meter and whenever he was holding the EMF meter and I asked a question about us being in the house whether it upset whoever was there or if I asked about the murders, those two specific questions, if he was holding the K2 meter would go off. And the temperature would drop at times, five degrees yeah. during that same time. But it, it was only in like that combination. And so that was really strange. And whenever that happened, I would take the K2. I had another K2 meter, well, an EMF meter, um, which reads IR thermometer. Uh, that's how we got the temperature gauges. But I would double check the spot he was in and try to follow it to a light socket or bad wiring in the ceiling or floor and nothing. Um, and for those, the EMF is an electric magnetic field. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then later nice. on, we're on the third floor, and uh, Sean volunteered to go into a room by himself because that's where we were getting a lot of the hits. And, right. Um, and he went up there, and he, he swears to God that he felt like someone was like, humming in his ear and touching the back of his neck he, he was up there for maybe 30 seconds it was like nope done <laughs> do now, you think that uh catholic exorcisms work at all or like they have might. they ever tried it at that uh, at the house i don't know if they ever tried it that'd be bad for business yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um would. I, I maybe if the faith was strong enough um like i uh, recently did some paranormal investigating with one group and they had someone reporting, like, violent attacks and stuff that they were really scared. And one of them is an ador- uh, adorned minister through a website. And uh, he doesn't, like, he doesn't go to church or anything like that. And uh, he blessed water and tried to exercise the demon. That's when I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> you couldn't. Yeah. It, what, you were out just because you were like, ah, this isn't. Yeah, I quit. I, I what quit if you took one that. of these ghosts or demons to the gym with free pizza? <laughs> well, you, that would, only... that, you get them to exercise then, right? Well, they yeah. say, like, <laughs> actually, like, 
wah, the wah. paranormal field. Like, like there's a big difference between <laughs> no the paranormal field. There's a big difference between ghosts and demons. You know that's why. Know, probably you know get more yeah. into that you know it's jordan knows more about it he can. i mean and and everything is all theory like we can't prove anything works or right. doesn't work or if, if they even exist right right mm-hmm. but uh and I, I don't think it has to be necessarily the catholic church or any religion i just think the faith in the ceremony has to be strong enough well uh, catholicism is like the only religion that actually does exorcisms like none of the oh, other right. ones do that also, did you ever make sure that there were no cats around? Because when I was a kid, whenever something weird would happen, like I'd hear a noise in my wall or something, it would just be a cat that somehow got in there. <laughs> a cat in the wall? A cat in the yeah, wall? Yeah, I have cats in my wall all the time. <laughs> Why That's the what fuck? it was all this time. Always <laughs> well, we, well, we in Philadelphia. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. I actually just did the Boston 48-hour film festival. Yes. And I uh, was staying at a buddy's house in Watertown, and I heard, like, scratching around <laughs> all night. And I'm like, what the what is that? What is, is that, that like a giant <laughs> rat in the house? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, a family of birds moved into the dryer vent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what ghosts are. Yeah. Like just random animals that just are hiding somewhere. There was someone sleeping in his boat out back. Right, right. What do you think of uh, of psychics? Are there any – you think there's any truth to any of the Long psychics? Medium, Long Island Medium. Long Island Medium. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a terrible show. Every – Psychic or uh, median that I've met, I, I didn't really buy it. Yeah, it, it's and you know it's tough because you can't prove or disprove if they're lying or not. Right. Well, they do the the cold reading, so they'll just start saying things, yeah. and then you sort of fill in the blanks to yeah. them. Like, but con artists could do that too. Yeah, like. and I, I think they've proved that on like on uh, like those kind of specials where they're like, oh, well, this is what psychics do. I'm going to do it to people. Yeah. And, and yeah, they, there's, there's people out there that are very good at reading people. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody else has seen the live action The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin from the 80s. I wish. But there is a <laughs> psychic scene from that, and I've never believed in psychics just because of that, because like they showed the guy like in a reporter outfit going around filming them, and that's where they got all the information. So ever since that, psychics are just nonsense. <laughs> Thank and, you, Teddy Ruxpin. You're crazy. And Life lessons. It's always <laughs> psychics and mediums that have the most outlandish stories. You know, They, right. they go too right. far with it. Right. Right. Well, even just recently, because they, uh, with the, the whole rape house thing. Um, rape house. The rape, the rape house. house. Yeah. It's the yeah. house of horror. The house no, of horror is the with, the, with the ki- three kidnapped victims. Like, one of the parents went and saw a psychic literally just before Sylvia they were Brown. recovered. Yeah, yeah. She, he went to see Sylvia Brown. And she said that, you, you know, your daughter's dead. I 30 minutes of news. <laughs> <laughs> your daughter's dead. Like, she's, I, I see your dead. She, what was it? She drowned or something? And then, yeah. you know, a yeah. few days later, she was recovered. Yeah, Obviously, and that's a they figured that they couldn't really do. get it wrong because ten years later. Wait, yeah, no, it wasn't three days later. The mom went to the psychic Sylvia Brown, got the reading. the The psychic told her that she was dead, and then the mom eventually passed away. Wait, really? I thought it was just a few days later. No, no, the mom passed away, and the mom died thinking that her daughter was dead because of the psychic. Which, the psychic which, killed the daughter. Which daughter was <laughs> it? Uh, I think it was the the uh, Jesus. The Jesus, the the Jesus daughter. There's there's a story up there too with uh, Houdini, when uh, before he died, right. he told his wife some secret password or something, some phrase or something like that. That when I die, I want you to go to every psychic that says they're talking to the dead, and if they don't, you know, if they don't have this word, then was it the last it. line from Lost in Translation? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just something I don't utilize my investigations. Right. Um, and I, I kind of try to avoid, just because there's no way to tell if it's real evidence. Do you think maybe that the uh, the ghost that was in your house that was creaking up the stairs and taking the bath, 
do you think that maybe when you would fall asleep at night, maybe because usually people who are tra- traumatized at a young age, they become fixated. God, I hope not. And this is how I, and this is how I met Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we we actually our own Adam. Uh, he does a very good uh, molestation ghost. His outfit is Once again, <laughs> last time David was on, I tried to get Adam in the movie to be the ghost. And I don't know if it got to you, but now you're here with us. <laughs> There's a better chance to get the fish in the movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if maybe if you want to take Adam on as one of your as the ghost, uh, Adam. You know, I think I remember this now. Adam does a good ghost. I mean, he could be. I'm sorry, we're currently not casting for the film at this moment. Well, that sounded like a lie for me. Tough luck. Can we just film an extra scene? All right, just oh, maybe we could do like a. Sure, I got my my phone. The scene at the scene at the end of the credits could just be him just go. We could actually see the face of the ghost. Right, the reveal is that Adam's just wearing. Tell you what, I'll put you in the. Bonus features. <laughs> no, I remember last time I was asking David, because Tony Moran plays a plumber. I was asking him if we were going to get a nice long shot of a plumber's crack, of Tony Moran's plumber's crack. <laughs> That'd be nice. And I should just be coming out of his craft going. Is that going to happen? That's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, so it's going to happen. Cause Don't anger the dead. You guys playing the special <laughs> effects artists? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got one. Well, uh, okay. go get, J- Joe, go get your bed sheets. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we could, we could uh, shoot it for special features. You guys are going to be at the premiere, right? We'll shoot it. We, we will right. be there yes. for the. Uh, w- no, we can just do it in claymation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever find yourself like? Do you, are, are obviously you're doing a lot of horror flicks now. Yeah. Um, are you ever going to do like a romantic comedy? I actually just uh, wrote a romantic drama a couple months ago. Really? A short film. Um, while, you know, I love horror, and uh, I'll probably be doing horror features for a long time, uh, every year I want to try and do a short film that's out of my comfort zone. Okay. So, that's a good idea. Yeah, it, it'll help me with go. character development and horror sure. films. Is that why you did the, the 48 Hour? Um, that I just do for fun. What for genre did you end up getting for your 48 Hour? What number? What genre? Oh, genre. Uh, we got spy movie. Well, spy movie. First, we got western musical, you and, it in. and we you were like, it in. Eh, yeah. uh. "Oh man, <laughs> well, I want to do a western musical." We, we've already done a western. I'm on the plane. We're better than documentary <laughs> horror. Yeah, we, we, we got, got documentary got horror one year. It was, it was awful. Outrageous. Yeah, it was the hardest um, thing to write, and, and it actually like played out perfect. We really? got, we drew spy, and then like the special character was an inventor, and then the item was a net. I'm like, oh, those things are in every yeah. spy movie. Yeah, that's that's huh. easy. What did we get? A pillow? That we yeah, we got a pillow, I think, um, for, and I forget what our character was. We actually it got disqualified once yeah. because um, they our character was supposed to be like a Dear Abby character, and we showed a Dear Abby column. We, we did it that year. Yeah, and uh, that we got burned on it because, you know, we didn't realize. Isn't that um, what we did? They yeah, disqualified did us. Last year, Providence? Yeah, in Providence. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we got burned. Did you guys ever burn on that, too? No, we didn't get burned, but uh, we didn't make the deadline. We had uh, some technical That's difficulties. Oh, we had a bunch of that, but um, they disqualified 16s for that, for um, wow. doing the Dear Abby thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but not I, the I think we, we caught yeah. some flag for that the year before. We had our character in a newspaper article. Oh, um, that was a Dear Abby one. It wasn't the scientist in uh, Junction Valley? Yeah, Arlen Sarmath. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
Either way, like Jordan was saying, 48s are fun. You know, you get out yeah, there. 48s are do, fun. They're a lot of work. Yeah. And some people, they, they have huge crews. Yeah. The, yeah this year, 60-person crews. This year it was just me and one other person. Yeah, I almost worked on one that had I like a 60-person crew, and I just didn't want to. Be yeah, when they're a small group, way too many people. I think it's more fun. Yeah. When you have 60 people, like... It, it was a little intimidating, because yeah. uh, both years before, we had our regular movie crew. And I'm like, well, this is easy. <laughs> exactly. You take out the challenge, and I like have everybody being able to say something yeah. and take part in the actual, like the whole production. Yep. Not um, everybody has a role. We, I like being... I got asked uh, to help with this 48 on the set of Provoked, and I'm like, yeah, sure. It was our, our sound person, Laura Pepper. And uh, we're, we're driving up to Boston. We're almost there. I'm like, so uh, who else is on crew? Anyone I know? She's like, well, you know me. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> just us? I'm like, okay. Well, because there so. could be like some humps. Like if nobody's a, a good writer, and then you're stuck yeah. at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna? How are you gonna get past this? Or? Well, luckily I do a little bit of everything. The so. writing's the funnest part, especially in a group. Yeah. Everybody gets their ideas out, yeah. and then, like, at least everybody has to get an idea. Out, then you can take it. But uh, well, I mean, you also struggle yourself. if nobody is a good editor, and then you know, yeah, yeah. As long as you editing have a is good, the biggest issue. A good writer, a good camera person, and a good editor, yeah, you, I, you can get through I it. I think editing is the hardest part of a 48-hour, yeah. because like, you need to get it done quick, and you need it good. Yeah, because yeah. last year we did it, and we finished all of our filming like early on Saturday, and we wasted so much time in the editing process yeah. that like we just barely got it in on time. Um, this year was a little intimidating, because the only real actors we had were children actors. Yeah, hmm. that's what we had, and it's hard because yeah. they break all the time. And I'm and like, laughing. how are we gonna make a spy movie and not make spy kids? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> spy on your kids. We got. I think we got that's family good. film last year, and it was just it was difficult because like the, we it was mostly kids that we had, um, and they would just laugh every time they messed up a line, which would be like every other word. I had adult. I had an adult that did that. He wouldn't even mess up a line. He'd just, like, smile as he runs <laughs> You You cast Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> um, but, uh, actually, the guy I did the potato farming with, his brother, John, uh, I called him up last minute. I'm like, hey, you guys want to be in a 48-hour film festival project? So him and his girlfriend came down. That was pretty cool. Nice. So I had two adult actors. So that was um, a score. <laughs> so what's your goal long term? Like, uh, I mean... Where do you kind of see yourself? Let's say five years from now, ten years from now. Uh, You'll be celebrating the ten-year anniversary of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my goal is to be able to just be able to do at least one feature a year, yeah. and uh, you know, keep final cut, and not be able to ha- like kind of like Zach Braff. He doesn't want to give up any control. I I couldn't imagine writing a movie and have somebody else dictate just how it's shot. It. Yeah. Are you gonna um, stay in this area? Are you gonna move to like? I'm definitely York, moving LA or out of Massachusetts. You're not going to stick around with the production studio that's up, coming the in? Plymouth Rock? The is that Plymouth still place. going? Well, it's supposed to be there in June. Hollywood East? I'm not going you know, to LA or anything like that, right. no matter how well I do. or Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably move to like New Hampshire, Maine, maybe even Canada. Go as far north as... Well, a lot <laughs> of movies are shot in Vancouver. Get those cranberries. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on Vancouver. I, I've, heard, I've heard Iowa. Really? No. No. <laughs> well, the, the main Potatoes. reason why I want to move it is yeah. it's oh. probably a poor decision for filmmaking, but I just want to get away from the people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, just I hate out of having, Massachusetts. Yeah. My, the way my house is, my neighbor's window is like five feet away from my window. We can see each other walking by the windows, and I can hear them singing all day. And so you terrible. can be a cam girl. I could. I could be a you window could. boy. You could. <laughs> Did you ever just stand at the window just staring? <laughs> oh, I stand there screaming. <laughs> like, I blast like heavy metal because I, I don't even know what the guy is singing. He's singing like Brazilian or something. 
and he's singing at the top of his lungs like he's auditioning for American Idol. What does Brazilian music sound like? Uh, what's he doing over there? I, I, I can't mimic it. You're not, you're not going to give us <laughs> a little taste? No, I okay. will not. All right. <laughs> Good try, though. Um, is it just Bupazelas <laughs> from the right. soccer match? Right. Uh, Tony Moran said that uh, he, he gets very upset when somebody remakes his movie. Uh, do, is, there, like, is there a remake? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll get the quote right now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He said um, that, that remaking my movie is like getting stabbed in the heart. I generally don't like any kind of remakes at all. Yeah, is, is there is there a good remake? Because I, I mean, there I is. There, he knows because he stabbed is. people in the um, <laughs> The uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead, the the first remake of Night of the Living Dead uh, that Tom Savini did, was an excellent. It was almost word for word. All the characters that were cast looked like the original characters. Is that what know. makes a good remake, though? Just yeah, like, kind of exactly. just bringing it up to date. Okay, and you know, stick true to the story that the original director and writer wanted. Because, I mean, you're taking, to me, when I make a movie, I'm, like, accomplishing my life dreams. Right. So if someone had remake that, they're basically going, you know what? You weren't good enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Is there any, like, recent remakes that you can think of that you watched that you were like, oh. That man, was good? That was good. Any genre. It doesn't need to be Yeah, any, any. Is there a genre beside <laughs> horror uh, flicks that, that's a re- remake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of there's actually Freaky quite Friday. a parent yeah. trap. <laughs> there's a <laughs> few movies that I've watched and I'm like, wow, that was a good movie, and I didn't even know it was a remake. Right, right. Um, I'm struggling trying to think of it because my memory's crap. Uh, King Evil, Kong, Evil Dead. Oh, King Kong was terrible. Yeah. Was Evil Dead good? I haven't seen that. Um, it wasn't a bad movie, but I, I, I didn't think it lived up to the hype that people would want it to up. be. Yeah. You like, know what remake that I enjoyed? Um, the Amazing Spider-Man was not that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Man was, of Steel looks amazing. Man look of Steel doesn't look. I can't wait to see that. I don't. I don't consider those to be really remakes, though. I consider those to be just another installment. In because what about something like story? Batman Begins? It's a remake of. Well, I don't. I, I don't call con- it a remake. I, I don't consider it. A, yeah, a reimagining. I don't, the, I don't. I don't consider a remake just because it's a different storyline. And with comic books, it's just it's so much of that. Like. There's so many different variations and different stories of Batman that you can yeah. have different Batman movies. different story arcs. It's not, so yeah, exactly. So the tradition. Whereas if you remake Evil Dead, it's like Evil Dead was Evil Dead. Yeah. You've remade Evil Dead. And, um, and the thing was, like, the Evil Dead movie just goes to show Sam Raimi doesn't really know what he's doing with horror films anymore. He, he made so many, like, big mistakes that a film with that budget and that crew should not be making tons oh, really? of, like, continuity issues... Um, like the air siren, what is with the air siren? There's no. I actually haven't seen the movie, movie, so thank you for ruining yeah, it's, the it's, air it's siren. It's a stinger. <laughs> it's a stinger, but it doesn't belong in the movie. Um, I, I it was uh, the hills have eyes. Uh, oh the, my god! You didn't like it. I liked it. What about? I, uh, I brought my mother to that movie. Oh, that's Ooh, an idea. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, she she liked the original, the older one, right. with Michael Berryman, mm. and uh, I brought her that. I wasn't expecting a twenty minute. Very brutal rape scene rape with scene? a baby mm, yeah. involved. I was like, <laughs> that was the I, best scene in the movie. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah, when he stuck the gun yeah. like to the baby, and you're just like, oh man. And, and the thing <laughs> is, like, horror movies leave nothing to the imagination anymore. Right. They, they used to do that tastefully. Right. And you know, you'd think of much worse things than what they could show on the screen. Exactly. Um, but you know, you watch a movie now, you don't feel involved with it or. Anything like that? Yeah, I guess it does kind of you know spell it out more than 
even uh, one of the worst remakes is Friday the 13th. You know, gr- yeah. growing up, Jason, you know, nothing against Tony, but Jason was my favorite slasher. Right. Um, and when I saw that, that movie really just drove me nuts. Like, they showed, everyone always used to wonder, how does Jason know where you are in the woods? And they made Jason out like he was a Boy Scout, and right. he had trip wires with bells. <laughs> Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. and then the underground tunnels. That's like right. they merged Leatherface and Jason. Into the same. Yeah, he's supposed to be completely uh, superhuman. Yeah. Like he, he yeah. he's not real at all. Yeah, he doesn't take hostages. Right. He, he's basically a zombie. Right, right exactly. Right, right. Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a shame. Huh. All right. Yeah, but uh, remakes, if you're going to stay true to the original as close as possible... All right. You know, do you think anybody will ever do a provoked remake? Because I'm in the process. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've got a already. script. Do you need a producer? <laughs> I've got a script. <laughs> <laughs> and and it actually uh, the the great thing about the uh, my script for provoked is it stars Adam the 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 ghost molester. <laughs> Adam. <Ooh. laughs> um. You know. It's adding to what you guys obviously just didn't. Yeah, you just completely missed the boat, and he's just. You really <laughs> did miss the mark on having our our Adam. I mean, I offered. This film could have went somewhere. Didn't <laughs> yeah, Why don't you talk me into it? Drop the Drop the ball. You talked me into Chris. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that, is that uh, our lead actor? Yeah. I, I give Chris a lot of crap, but oh. he's a great actor. Did you get along with everybody on the set? Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was one of the most important things I talked to Dave about before we even let anyone read is, you know, I, at the same time I wanted to get the most talented people in, I wanted to get people that I would want to work every day with, you know, wake up at 5 in the morning and yeah. spend till you right. know, 12 mm-hmm. at night, you know. And uh, I think we accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Everyone had really good chemistry. And Was that necessarily important this time around? Because you said you only filmed, like, 10 days over the course of a month or something? yeah. You know, even if I'm only working two days, I want to be doing this with people that have, that are doing it for the same reasons I am because mm-hmm. they love doing it. Yeah, we'll go um go into it a little further. Give a little, you know, one of my secrets, I guess you would call it. We don't just look at like cast and calls, auditions. We we look at it. I look at it as like a job interview. Um, I'm is. researching people, um, calling people that they know how they are. When um, people ask me, because I'll go and be extras on sets, diff- different people's movies. People are like, why do you do that? Why do you waste your time? I'm like, when I'm out there on other people's movies, I'm watching everyone. I'm watching crew. I'm watching the actors. I'm watching everyone. Because people can lie for you for two minutes while they're in a casting call. They're going to be on the best behavior. They're going right. to say everything you want to hear, you know, and know they're actors, so they can lie pretty well. <laughs> so, That's true. But when you're out there looking, watching people, you get them who they really are. And sure. doing and all that. Work. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. How they are with downtime, how they complain, and all this stuff, and that, you know, that helps out when we get a great, you know, cast and crew together. Because when you get the people like that together, they all work well on set. They're not complaining, and things run so smoothly. And that's how you can accomplish filming a feature in ten days. Yeah. You know, because everyone's working so well together. There's no egos. People, the chemistry between the actors, you know, everything works, you know, 100 percent, and you know that and, uh, all that plays a factor. And, and kind of to play into that, we set up things outside of the movie, like we would go out and get food together, or go watch a movie together, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys are supposed to be friends in the movies, 
So it would be more natural for them if they all hang out for a little bit. Very true, yeah. I mean, even after production, we're talking about setting up a board game night and a, a movie marathon yeah. and stuff. What yeah, board game will you play? Uh, so far, Lord of the Rings Risk is on the table. Okay. Uh, oh, I have Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit, and nobody's ever played it with me. Oh, I will <laughs> and nobody right ever now. will. Right <laughs> now, right? I will definitely play that. What about the next generation VHS board game? I love that game. Down See for that, that too. <laughs> I, I meant to bring I it tonight, it. but I didn't. Um, I'll be out for that one. I don't even <laughs> know how we would play that. Yeah, you VHS. Have, no, I have it on DVD. I, it, I, I put it on a DVD. Okay. It, it's it's kind <laughs> of a debate with the risk. We're either going to do Lord of the Rings or uh, Risk 2021, which is futuristic risk. Okay. You can take over the moon. So it's a risk. Yeah. So We're you can be New Gingrich? So if I showed up with backgammon, <laughs> get out. Okay. All right. <laughs> have, have you ever played Risk Tigo, where every, no. t- every time you start a battle in Risk, you play an entire game of Stratego? Stratego is a great game. Um <laughs> One of the other games we were talking about playing is, like, uh, you ever play Munchkins? Oh. That deck building Munchkins. game? I thought you were going to say Mouse Hunt. No, no. <laughs> I love Mouse Hunt. Mouse I wish trap. I had it. Mouse Trap, yeah. Uh, mouse Tramp. Yeah. Mouse Tramp. Mouse Tramp. Uh, Tramp. Yeah, that's where the... That's why. <laughs> game is frustrating. It's perfection. Yeah. When you get all the little pieces I don't want actors it. playing perfection. It'll bring up all sorts of <laughs> issues. You can play Trouble with the Trouble Bubble. But, I like that um, game. Pop-O-Matic Trouble. Yeah. Sorry. All right. I think uh, now would be a time to uh, take a a uh, musical interlude, and then we will uh, we will come back to wrap up our wonderful episode of Jordan and David. There you I, go. I thought you had something. <laughs> no. You looked like you had something. <laughs> you looked at me like you wanted something. I did want they something. I, I want Adam casting your move. No. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back uh, in, in just a few.
And we are back live. Isn't that cool that we can broadcast live? It is. Over the internet? Into where? Where we can broadcast. I, I was, uh, a friend of mine does a podcast, and I was trying to get him to do it live, but he's linking up with people in like Ireland on the other side of the country and stuff. Oh, so he wasn't sure how to do it. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe if, well, how do they how does Skype, he link up with maybe? them? Ah, uh, Skype. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he records it and then plays episodes later. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you could do it live. I mean, with this, you just kind of plug into the uh, whatever the Spreaker. Yay, Spreaker! Well, I think I, I kind of like doing it later just because you get more uh, control over the audio and you can fix any little. That's true, but it, you take glitches. out. Right. No, it's more fun this way. I I like it live. I I enjoy it live much more just because. I feel like, you know, people like to listen live, you know, if... You could do live to tape. Yeah. You know. Are they really going to know if you taped it, like, three hours earlier? Yeah, because yeah, they're not going to be able to really talk with you while you're doing it. Like, right now, I could say that the Rangers suck because they just won in overtime. And then if you have someone that's really not oh, PC, you, cannot... you can give, like, your, your producer or your project yeah. manager a heart attack leading up to it. Yeah, you could. <laughs> You cannot disseminate that without <laughs> express written consent from NHL. I had, I, I, I had, long, I had some long discussions with Jordan. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to uh, ask you, Jordan, do you have like a composer uh, scoring the film? Uh, uh, what kind of musical feel are you going for? We, we don't have one yet. Uh, we had a, a lot of composers. I was actually shocked at how many were emailing us um, hmm. at the beginning of the project. And I didn't want to start listening to anything until the we were done shooting because you can go into it you know trying to make one type of, of film and feel to a scene and come out with something totally different and I, i'm not really saying by accident but you could be there and go well this works better right um so once we wrapped i started watching like really old horror films from like you know the 50s the 60s um was it hard when you watch like the rough, rough cut of it and you don't hear any music like I mean, it definitely adds stuff yeah. to it. And, like, I mean, I haven't seen the, the rough cut yet for Provoked, but on other projects I've done, it, it's definitely, like, it gets you a little nervous that it's not mm. as good as it should be until you add music. Yeah, tomorrow we'll be heading, Jordan and I will be heading to the editor's house to watch about 20 minutes of the rough cut. So after seeing the flow of it, and then, you know, we'll be able to really go and, you know, talk to the composers that send in their information and samples you know, and, and decide what, what feel, what, how it flows through uh, it to it. You could just helps. use yakety sex for every scene. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, There's those videos on YouTube where they have, like, a, uh, they, they take, like, a horror film, like, say, uh, The Shining, and they score it with, like, happy music. I saw that. That was yeah. awesome. They, they did a really good cut, too, to make it seem like a family film. They're like, here's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Him One having a good relationship with the son and everything. That was, that was He's, fantastic. like, playing with the two little girls. One of the best um, ones was the uh, Mrs. Doubtfire made into a horror movie. <laughs> See that cut? It was awesome. <laughs> but that was um, a funny one. as far as the score goes, we're gonna go for a very like subtle, creepy feeling because the whole point of the movie, we're not going for those jump out at you scares. Right. We're trying. Good. We're trying to emulate the feeling that you get after watching. Brand. Ah. I've never liked fright movies. I like scary yeah. movies. I don't like fright movies because yeah. I mean that's that's cheap. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You can go to a haunted house for that. Let right, let right. them have that. Right. Um, we want to, like, get you thinking later on when you're alone in the dark, like, thinking you see things in the corner of your eyes or feel like you're being watched. Right. Um, and, and I try to do a lot more about the characters than most horror films do. So, hopefully I achieve that. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I honestly, I can't wait to see the movie. I'm very excited for the, uh, for the premiere. Um, yeah, and, um, also, uh, Jordan talked about briefly, uh, provokefilm.com uh, is launching next week. 
Um, probably do a soft launch, but you know, launch it next week. Uh, Paul Fabot has been working endless hours on it. Um, he hates me right now because I keep sending him more information to put on the site. <laughs> so it's <laughs> tons of pictures. If there's anyone complaining about a delay in the site, you know, he can blame me, I guess. But uh, Paul's, Paul's working, you know, countless hours each day I, getting I, the site, uh, site ready to go. So I, I haven't really talked to Dave or Paul about like announcing this, but we have our own social media like Facebook on the site that you can join mm -hmm. and it actually links up with Facebook, right? Yeah, you'll be able to sign on with Facebook. It's going to be interactive. Um, you'll be able to create, you know, with Facebook or create your own like username type thing. You'll be able to talk with a cast crew, oh, join yeah. and myself are on there, and um, share all sorts of things. Yeah, the, the whole point of it is to both try and get people more interested in the film right. and come back and, you know, sure. see what's going on, mm -hmm. but to share paranormal experiences and we're going to yeah. do like contests of you know whoever's got the best picture of like a shadow figure or i i'm i'm gonna take a picture of adam <laughs> coming out of your butt <laughs> Boo. Um, so, so like not, don't upstage me there jason yeah, that was a good one so leading up to the premiere uh we're gonna do like monthly contests and cool. stuff like that it, it might be like a t-shirt giveaway or a dvd or passes or something that sounds awesome yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. and uh, awesome. Whenever I do a paranormal investigation, I'll post the evidence there first. Yeah, there's also plans on going with certain cast and crew members and bringing them on an actual paranormal investigation, too, huh. at uh, different locations. We're currently looking. I have a few uh, leads that we're going to do, um, actual locations that have history of it, past claims, and we're going to investigate those, too, and you know, take video of it, and I'll be posting that as well. You know, it's wow. the upcoming, you know, the summer, more stuff to get everyone excited for the premiere in October. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, get everyone hyped up. Yeah, it, it was a little nerve wracking. We we set up the premiere and all the hype before we even scheduled any <laughs> shooting days. I'm like, Dave, what are we doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> John wasn't happy when he got that phone call, but hey, we got a date. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we great. Got, all we got to do is make a movie. It's cake. <laughs> right. The easy part. Yeah, right. the easy part. And, I uh, would think the hard part might be getting the uh, date. Oh. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> But uh, I had a, a friend actually yesterday when we were driving up to the potato farm. He's like, "Are you worried at all? Like, you guys got all this hype, but a lot of indie films don't do what we do, like going yeah. on the podcast and things like that." And and I was like, "Well, you gotta go big or go home, man." That's right. Yeah. So yeah. We you just come to us. You come to the Lotus Cast. Go big. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're we're constantly promoting the movie yeah. to where Facebook, no, I'm always wherever seen. you can. If yeah. you guys wherever actually, you if you go and uh, uh, on Facebook and uh, you search out provoked. Provoked, uh, yeah, Facebook.com backslash Provoked Film. Uh, they're definitely all the the actors, the actresses always doing interviews. I'm always seeing that stuff yeah. pop up on my news feed. And so uh, definitely, uh, you know, give them the old likearoo. Yeah, yeah. We, we just hit uh, we just hit a thousand likes the past week. We're up to a thousand and one right now. And, and we passed uh, <laughs> a thousand views or two. Th We're at um, two thousand about fifty six views on YouTube now. Yeah. The teaser trailer. We have a YouTube channel as well. Again, it's Provoked Film. YouTube I've channel. actually watched your guys' trailer 1,872 times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you. I like every hit. <laughs> and I thought we were doing so well. But, uh, when, it, when he asked me if I was nervous, I was like, well, of course you're nervous. Like, you know, feel like an expectant father. You know, you put all this work and your heart and soul and you, don't, you don't want the thing to come out as a retard. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. <laughs> going, going big or going home, you right. either make it or break it. But uh, I have complete faith in my cast and crew, and everyone did, like, a fantastic job, right. so. 
I, honestly, yeah. Like when when my when my daughters were born, I was like, oh, thank God they're not Asian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you say thank God they're not Asian? Yeah, they have that you know the downsy look. Right. Oh okay. I, I understand. I wasn't sure if you were <laughs> right. Like, what you were nervous of? No, that's exactly. <laughs> thank God they're not Asian. <laughs> I, I was expecting something like born blind. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. also count the toes. Yeah. Count the toes. Yeah. And the fingers, because right. you don't want there's uh, there's a. I knew a girl with a completely hooked ring finger. That's weird. I you, never got a hand job from her, but you I tried. don't want the messed up hand because then they're just gonna go through life like there's this is my strong hand. There's a right. guy that I deliver medication to. Man. He's a nurse, and you kind of look like him. <laughs> Chris Elliott. <laughs> this guy that I deliver to, his thumb splits off into two different thumbs, and he has like they each have their own individual nail. So wow. he's double. And one what? time he asked to borrow my pen to sign. And I let him. I just like no. You, you keep the pen. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want. I don't, you I can keep. That. I wish I had double thumb. That'd be great. He must be. A, he must be amazing. Play video at games Xbox. like a fiend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man. Do they have separate knuckles? Can he like um, bend them? No, they kind of work the uh, same. Together. That's yeah. a shame that he could, he can't bend his thumbs independently. It's just creepy great. though. It's weird. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> to go to go back to what Jordan was saying about you know the pressure and the nervousness. You know, all all these people are involved in making the film. Everyone. But um, and if something it ha- if something comes out great, ev- you know everyone want- gets the praise, wants the praise. But if it comes out bad, everyone's pointing at Jordan. Right. That, yeah. That's so the, being that, the director. That's exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. well. And, and I was really stressed out too. We were originally slated for a fourteen or fifteen day shooting schedule. <laughs> so, Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> even then, I'd be nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but in, in mainstream <laughs> media though, and like movies and stuff, if a movie's bad, they usually go for the uh, yeah, like lead the actor, lead actor, or lead actor. Yeah. So maybe we can pass the blame off yeah. on them. Pass it all to Chris well, to go with Jordan. To, you know, um, we couldn't do it in ten days without the cast and crew that we yeah. we got. Um, absolutely pros, one hundred percent. Just getting everything done when it needs to get even done. Even the, the child actors are really professional. Yeah. Never complained once. Uh, we had Alana playing uh, a character I can't really... Well, she's credited as Ghost Girl, right? Girl. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Everybody in the movie is Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, have, just have the credits be Ghost everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the twist is everybody's a ghost, right. but every, the scary no, every, thing is the real person. Right. <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> Patrick, everyone's Patrick Sweezy. Yeah. Everybody's Patrick Sweezy. She's Patrick Sweezy, girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, we had her outside for... everywhere. Hours and we're on the farm, and you know she never complained once. I mean, we had Langel chasing around with a blanket to keep her warm. Langel, how do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she she was a trooper, man. And it was cold. Like by the time we packed up, all of our gear had frost all over. Oh really? Yeah, it was below freezing. All right. What was that, Jason? You guys. What, what was that? <laughs> Ooh, all right. He's just, he's, he's just sitting there like all bubbled. Ooh, all right. He's yeah. just, just thinking about how hard everyone's nipples were. Yeah. <laughs> Frosty he cardboard. Loves. Oh. He loves the cold. Loves the I'm going to scoot over. But, yeah, and, uh, you know, as a first-time director, having Richard Griffin on board as a director of photography was key to getting it done in 10 days. Uh, like I said, he, he did like 14 feature-length films already, so having his knowledge and experience on board was... was, was That's yeah, a fair amount of features. Couldn't have done it. Yeah. All right. We've been here for an hour and a half. Doesn't That's see. all? Really? Woohoo, all right. It's like gone by <laughs> so fast. Felt like three hours. <laughs> uh, so we're going to play this little game. Final thoughts. I was going to say... Is that a like, game? 
Oh, what's in my butt? You're gonna <laughs> play that little game called <laughs> "We All Stand in a Circle and right, Jerk Off right, on a Cracker." Right. That's a fun. That's whoever, a fun one. whoever gets off Seems last has to eat the cracker. Right. Oh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, you're here again for the final thought. Oh wow! Look that at that. That was excellent. Uh, go ahead. At, no, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> Uh, David and Jordan, thanks for coming on today. And um, Jordan, uh, you guys have the uh, premiere at, up at Salem. Yeah. Um, how is that going to go about? Like, are you going to have like in, like outside, or is it going to be like? I know they have like a movie theater there, so yeah. are you going to be like? It, it's going to be in Cinema Salem, so it's an indoor theater. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a restaurant right across the street. We'll be having like a pre-party, and you know, go hang out with the cast and crew. Maybe do some Q and A. Um, we're planning on doing a, a special effects makeup demo. Right. Oh, That's cool. actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff leading up to it. It's going to be actual a midnight screening. So it's going to be stuff leading up to it. Then the movie's going to play at midnight. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I can stay up, up there, that right? late. <laughs> yeah. Some guys going live? Yeah, some people are going to be I don't know how we'd broadcast live. Um, I guess we've got to figure that out. But we'll be there. We're going to be You guys can set up in the restaurant. You guys set up uh, Oh, yeah, I guess we restaurant. do like a live. I definitely want to we'll do some uh, Q&A. Yeah. You said there's going to be a red carpet? Yeah, we're, we're doing the whole... Sweet. We're going to do photos and have the backdrop. and I want to ask some obscene questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait until everyone's parents go inside. <laughs> no, I'm, now that Conan doesn't have Triumph anymore, it'll just be Matt asking right. the same questions. <laughs> same questions as Triumph. He's like, I'm right. going to hold on to these. If anyone makes it big, TMZ, here it's I go. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, Adam... Uh, would you give us your final thoughts for the evening? Now, I know uh, everything will turn out great. I know this movie's going to come out good. And you have big goals in the future. But now, tonight, you saw pretty much the greatest <laughs> motion picture. How does it feel knowing no matter anything you do will never live up or hold a candle to the one guy, one jar? Oh, man, that was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I constantly like find like gruesome accidents and stuff to watch online just for... You know, references for know like special real. effects makeup. <laughs> yeah, to know it looks real. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, at the same time, I, I don't try and go ultra-realistic because that takes away from the fantasy. Right. Um, my my effects partner is an EMT, and he goes ultra-realistic, and we debate about this. But, yeah. but that was just wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have heard the sound of the jar popping. Right. Oh. No. Oh, no. no. It, it improves it no, so much. Thank you. It, it makes it wonderful. It. <laughs> it gets you that much more right. excited. Yeah, do not Google this video. <laughs> well, everybody just like, oh, what is he talking? Oh yeah. my god! Sneak, sneak off into a room by yourself. Those of for you like who know me minutes. well, I would not watch this again. <laughs> do not watch this. Um, Joseph, uh, do you guys have any plans for like uh, premiering it at film festivals or online distribution, anything like that? Uh, we're gonna be sending it to Rock and Shock Film Festival. Um, there's going to be a few. We're, we're going to send out to as many places as we can. Um, yeah, we have, a, we have a list going that uh, the ones we want to get, yeah. definitely send them off to. We're, we want to hit every film festival, obviously, on the East Coast, and just so that way we can go there and you know present the movie. But uh, we'll, we'll send it wherever we can. If you win anything, you guys get to split any rewards or anything like that with the cast or crew or just you guys? Yeah, Probably put it know. back into another <laughs> film yeah. or more merchandise. A- everything I make off provoked if i make anything's going into another movie so you know as far as like selling and distribution my like i said before my main goal is just to be able to do one movie a year do you guys uh, have an opinion on like um 
you know, if your movie leaks online, anything like that, or did I'll, you feel I'll, like it hurts you guys? Or whoever does. <laughs> do you feel like it hurts you guys, or do you just Whoops. like that people are watching it? Uh, no, I mean, I, I love that people are watching it, but, you know, at the same time, yeah, yeah I, I personally don't pirate anything. I mean... And neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. Whoa. <laughs> Especially independent projects. Yeah. No, that's all I pirate. Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> Those guys. Um, I just pirate. Who do they think they are? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that they, uh, you know, can't survive. Well, I think yeah. like Louis C.K. <laughs> proved that you, you can make money like selling, you know, your your like, own projects bucks. online. Yeah. He's also incredibly famous to start with. Well, yeah, I mean that definitely helps. So, yeah. I, I mean, as any filmmaker, your goal should be to get as many people as possible to watch it. I mean, if it gets pirated, you know, a year from now. <laughs> then it's it, it's different, right, but right. in the first year when you're trying to you know make back the money that got put in, make sure the investors that put it in a lump sum of money right. are getting something back. Right, right. That would suck. Like yeah, a week out. Yeah, especially since one of my best friends put in a good chunk of the budget. Yeah. So he, he put it in a nut. <laughs> it, it was funny. I just sent him a text, and he was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that is pretty cool. He's waiting to bust your kneecaps. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Matt's, Matt's going to have it a week after it comes out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go in there with all of our equipment. Oh, he has it already. He's got, I, we'll, yeah. we'll walk, we'll walk into the premiere with all of our sound equipment, but it'll actually just be cameras. Yeah. Hold on, let's, let's <laughs> queue it up. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny that you guys say that, because there's websites that have like the movie poster and information about the cast and crew, and it says, buy it now. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> Provoke's already for sale in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can really? Say, yeah. Sweet. Oh, that's funny. Nice. Dave Harvey. Well... I know that you mentioned that you had some more shorts written, romantic drama, and things like that, but what is the next project that you're going to be making? Do you uh, have any idea? We have three options for I features. I hope it's Legally Blonde 3. Legally uh, Blonde My mother would love that. She loves <laughs> that movie. I, I actually would love that. I love the first one. The second one's crap. Yeah, Wait. the second one is terrible. Hannah's uh, Blonde, right? Yeah. There you go. But, oh, um, yeah. Move her into features. I, I've, I've got three feature lengths that I've Legally writing. cocked. <laughs> um, one's a zombie film, which okay. I've been dying to do for years. Langel hates zombie movies. Oh, okay. Really? Um, Even with the current trend of zombies being... I'm not a fan of zombies. That's actually why I've held off on making be, it. Yeah, I understand that completely. Because um, you don't, don't want to be compared. Yeah. Sure. Well, right. not that. I, I don't want to seem like I'm jumping on the fan. Or that, I mean. also. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wrote the script like five years ago. Yeah, I, Jordan you know, told me the idea. It's a great, brilliant idea, all this stuff. You know, great story. You know, it's different than what's out there now. But uh, I'm not a fan of zombies per se. And, you know, if I put everything I have 100% into a project, I really need to... You need to be behind the project. need to be behind right. it, really like it. I was trying, you know, watch all these zombies picks, and I'm sure I'll... And up liking zombies. And, uh, yeah. What do you think Hubble works better, like the traditional makeup zombie or like um, I Am Legends zombies, which were all like CGI? Well, I, I prefer practical effects uh, with some touch-up from CGI. Like the, the mixture of the two are always the best. What about run versus walk? Definitely walk. Yeah. Gotta have walk. the walk. Always walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and a lot of the quote-unquote zombie films out there that are considered, like, the best zombie movies, they're not even zombies. Like, 28 Days Later, right. they're not zombies at all. Right. They're, you know? Yeah. And I Am Legend, too. They're, they're more, those vampire. more vampires. Yeah, those are vampires. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the zombie genre has been diluted a lot. Right, right. Well, especially genres. with uh, I Am Legend, did you guys hear, like, how they changed their ending based on, like, a audience response yeah. and stuff? Right. And so... Do you, do you guys ever, like, no. show your film? No. Nope, they, they get what I give them. 
I think that's the way to go. Yeah. It is a Will Smith movie, so the audience <laughs> is the entire thing. That's why he's huge is because the, he, he brings in an enormous audience. It's not yeah. because – even though he's not because a bad actor. people like him. Right, he's not a bad actor, but he's not a great actor. So it, it's all – he has just – He was great in Fresh Prince. <laughs> I, I no, I mean, no joke, friends. because like there are some episodes where he does a, like a really great job when he's yeah. like, oh, my dad hates me. And right. Well, <laughs> that, that, that's the one example that one anybody's example. ever no, used. That's the good one. But, Does he uh, only do films with his family now? Well, one of the point. films is a Ollie. superhero movie. Okay. Superhero. Like a, a dark superhero movie. Yeah. So uh, a supervillain movie? No, he, he's a hero. Okay. But uh, it's, it's got a, a lot what of about horror anti-hero? Like a Watchmen sort of thing? Yeah, is he an anti-hero or a hero? He's a Punisher. No, he's, he's like the Punisher, a, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, I, I'm cool. not a huge comic book guy, but, you know, Langell wanted to do a superhero movie, so I'm writing one. That's I'm tough to do to get, with I'm a trying small to get him budget. Off the yeah. Superheroes, <laughs> like, <laughs> zombie, you can get away with them looking a little bit cheaper, yeah. but superhero really needs to project superhero. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, there was heroes, you know, they didn't have, like, a big budget, like, you can but they had a pull off cast. some, yeah, but, like, some of the effects that they use were, like, really easy, like, you know, the teleporting That's was true. just, like, cutting away, basically. Yeah. That's true. Everyone right. can read minds. Yeah, everyone can read <laughs> minds. <laughs> a, a small budget for them was, like, you know, hundreds of thousands exactly. of dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah, but a small budget for us is going to be, like, 10000 to 20000 in terms of, like, practical <laughs> effects, like, yeah. there are a few Price that are easy right. to pull off. Yeah. You don't need, like... Um, people it, have and cars and stuff. I do feel like Price is right with these mics. Yeah. <laughs> if we were to do that, there would be a lot of uh, like CGI Bump. computer effects, but there's also going to be a lot of classic horror practical effects. Yeah. Um, and then I have a werewolf movie that I've been working on too. Werewolf, and that's even yeah, harder werewolf. for makeup. Yeah. Uh, a, a creature suit is really yeah. expensive. They got the transformation. Yeah, but yeah, a werewolf. Werewolves are my favorite like monster. Really. So, so you also like Taylor Lautner. <laughs> That's not a werewolf. <laughs> That's an angel. Um, right. You could just make it a regular person and say it's a werewolf who shaves his fur. But uh, right. <laughs> you just get Robin Fox. Williams yeah. and he's <laughs> to, uh, to kind of like deal with the cost of doing a werewolf movie. I was thinking about maybe just doing a Wolfman movie instead. Okay. Um, and uh, I came up with a pretty good story for that one yeah. too. So I'm working on that on the side as well. Like a Teen Wolf three sort of deal. No, not at all. I have <laughs> one more question about your projects. I'm sorry, Matt, but um. I don't when you're <laughs> writing, how how do you start writing? Um, <laughs> Lots of cocaine. <laughs> Actually, I play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right. so I try that, and incorporate when I, when dice. I, played, I wrote way more. Yeah, yeah. I, I try and inco- incorporate randomness into it as much as I can. So I make a list of like twenty different types of people, and then twenty different types of things that would make people do something. Uh, 20 different jobs and 20 different locations. That's actually a really good idea. And I roll for each yeah. roll uh, column. That's a really good idea. Yeah, because I've always found that the starting to write, like I might have ideas, but actually beginning the project is almost impossible. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaning on me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like trying to get away from me. <laughs> no, my headphones don't reach all the way over. Yeah. So I'd have to lean on Jason. Right. Yeah. I feel like that. My back's killing me from playing potatoes all day. <laughs> so, um, an- another project that we're, we're going to be working on it's our, um, pre-production we're filming in two weeks actually start filming it it's um, a documentary Life of Horror Icon I heard about this yeah so we're going to be you know this year marks the 35th anniversary of Halloween being released so it, you know, it's a great time we're going to be following Tony around uh, two weeks we'll be in West Palm Beach he'll be at a festival down there that's, that's great that's yeah, not bad that's a really good idea that's a good setup right how yep. do you guys uh, like documentaries because I always felt like it's a lot of 
extra work because you don't know necessarily what you're going to use and what you don't. You end up filming so much stuff That's that true. it's hard to cut through. It I'll is. Roll uh, the dice. Yeah. It's, it's all going to be non-scripted, but it's still a formula to yeah, follow. So like, it's still going to be, okay, we, we want this, this, and this. You would plan what events and then try and think of like what shots you really want to get those events. Like right. You really want to get Tony talking with the fans. And not only that, but it's a lot less directing. It's a, it's more of a kind of preset thing because all documentaries kind of have the same formula. Yeah. Right. So does that, do you don't think that that takes away from the artistic side? Uh, it, it does and it doesn't because you want to present things in... A manner where people are going to be entertained, right? But you want to make sure that you're not kind of like messing with the facts by setting a certain type of mood, right? That's yeah. contradictive. You know, so. Yeah, keep it you know as real as possible. You know, Tony, if you know he's he's the older brother of of uh, Aaron Moran, who was Joni Cunningham from Happy Days too. Mm-hmm. So the '70s, he has all kinds of stories. Like it's stuff that people have never heard before, and it's absolutely amazing. And you know, going to show Tony in the light that most have never seen before. Know, lean up from, you know, his childhood up to the Halloween phase, and because he disappeared for for many years, and he came back in about two thousand eight, started doing these independent films again, and um, and where he is today. So we have to have him on the show so we can get all these stories out first. He'll, right. He'll, he'll be up in. Um, he'll actually be at the premiere in, in October. I will ask him. Right. <laughs> well, we, we would have already shot like sixty percent by then. So. But I will release it first. Exactly. <laughs> I will be live, sir. But, uh, yeah. I, it, it, Your it show could, might be live, but it could never happen without Tony. You know, before I, I greenlit this project, I talked to Tony and said, "Is there is there anything that's off limits?" And he said, "Absolutely not." So right then, you know, that's, you know, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. You, you yeah. need that. It, yeah. it couldn't happen without Tony being exactly, 100 yeah. on board. It's like a 20 minute footage of him taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see it's that. Not off limits. <laughs> Adam just comes crawling out. <laughs> <laughs> leaves and I come out of the door. <laughs> uh, uh, Jordan, uh, what is your final thoughts for this evening? Uh, my final thoughts, well, one of them would be, I wish we did final thoughts five minutes before we did so I didn't leak anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to come out. It was a good time. and um, um, Yeah, very this happy that you came out. Yeah. I'm very yeah. happy with how this went. Fantastic. Yeah. I hated it. It was I'm horrible. Very, I'm very proud of you guys. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're you, guys on. you guys did such a good job. <laughs> you worked so hard. <laughs> Perhaps to you All guys. All our parents will be proud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, come check out the movie. You know, give it a chance, and hopefully you like it. Oh, it's going to be great. Hell I yeah. know this. David, uh, David. <laughs> so, uh, thanks again, guys, for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You guys are great. Uh, a few things, again, you know, provokefilm.com. You can, you can go to it now. It's just the uh, placeholder, and you can um, click on the, the Facebook there, too, as well. But that's launching early next week. And Paul Fabots, the, uh he, he built the, the site. It's it's an amazing site. It blows me away every time I go to it with his updates. So provokefilm.com will be launching next week. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash provokefilm. Again, you know, YouTube, you know, search provokefilm in Google, and you know, that's, you know, you'll find all kinds of stuff about us. <laughs> there you go. I wanted to let that linger just, that just a little bit. Make it really awkward. Make it so you, you want to say something else, but you have nothing left to say. That's right. You should have let it go longer. And just, yeah. just breathed a little bit. <sighs>
provokefilm.com. <laughs> 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 I just keep saying it over and over. Provoke. <laughs> we're we're going to do a recording and just loop it through all your shows. R O B. Exactly. Um, my final thought for this evening is once again, thank you. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for coming out tonight um, and joining us for our obviously our Holly Hannah interview. I hope you learned something. I hope that I hope you guys leave here with just maybe a little a little nugget of information throw that you you didn't porn. know before <laughs> you came in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They go home and they just throw away all. Yeah. Oh, I can't watch porn anymore yeah, ever again. <laughs> this glass I was <laughs> drinking <laughs> yesterday, I no, I just got to yeah. throw it away. <laughs> you know that plumber idea? I can have him come in and then uh. <laughs> actually make money. <laughs> Um, so yes, thank you very much. And obviously, that is uh, that's provokedfilm.com. And um, where did my other uh, where did my other where did my thing go? You lost your thing. I lost my thing. Oh, here oh. it is. Here we go. And obviously, you can uh, you can follow Jordan on Twitter at at haunted director, and you can follow uh, the wonderful David Langhill at at New England Indie. Uh, on Twitter, so definitely give them the old follow. Uh, like them on Facebook at Provoked Film, or just search Provoked Film or yeah, Facebook yeah. slash Provoked Film. Yep, yep. something along That'll those lines. <laughs> um, Facebook.com backslash Provoked Film. And as we end out this show, um, I would like to go ahead and promote. If you go to, uh, this isn't really the link. Where's the link at? Oh. The link's on our Facebook page. I don't know where the, what the actual link is. What are you trying to find? Uh, one session. Um, our good friends at uh, Girls, Guns, and Glory, the country band, uh, did a cover song of uh, Dirty Water. And uh, they, they got together a bunch of musicians from the Boston area. Uh, it was like 40-some-odd people. And they recorded uh, uh, Dirty Water. You can actually go to their site, which is on our Facebook page. So if you search the Lotus Cast, you can find us. Uh, you click on that link, it take you to the page. It can either be as little as a dollar, or you can donate as as much as you want. All of it goes to uh, one fund. So you just definitely want to get that plug out there. Um, go into a great cause. It's a great cover. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end out the show on that. Once again, provokedfilm.com. Um, Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> don't anger the dead. Woo-hoo. Don't <laughs> anger. Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. Don't yeah. anger the dead. <laughs> I like that I like that a lot I want to tell you a story I want to tell you about my